So over the last week, we have all watched in horror and shock as America has seemingly burned. It's a powder keg of emotions that exploded due to the death of George Floyd. And I am really well aware of my white privilege, perhaps now more than ever. And I'm really determined to know better and do better, both here in Australia with our Indigenous brothers and sisters, and of course overseas. And Kel, knowledge is power. And when we hear the stories of people affected by systemic racism, we can learn best how to stand with them, especially if we're a person of faith. So this morning, we are crossing to the States to speak to quite an incredible man. Leonce B. Crump Jr. is the head pastor of Renovation Church in the historic precinct of Martin Luther King Jr. in Atlanta, Georgia. And Leonce is passionate about civil rights and the Black Lives Matter movement. He's written books. He pastors a huge church in downtown Atlanta. And as a person of colour himself, I'm sure this week has been absolutely horrifying and heartbreaking for him to watch unfold. Leonce, thank you so much for your time this morning. Well, thank you so much for having me and for uh, leveraging your platform to, uh, to ensure that we are continuing to tell this story until things change. I mean, it's hard to even know where to start. Even in the last few hours, there's been news of uh, six Atlanta cops in your area being charged for tasing two students sitting in a car in your beautiful city. I mean, it doesn't seem to stop this week. Yeah, and and really, that that event alone, I think, uh, captures the the sickness of the system itself. Uh, because uh, in Atlanta, we, we have a black mayor, we have black legislators, we have black leaders, we have people who who are on the side of the conversation to see the significant changes take place that need to take place. And so if something like that can happen here, imagine the rate and the rapidity that mm. it is happening in other places. Pastor, we are able to speak to people like yourself who have, who love their country, but also who live in a country where, where things are just not right. And I think what we see through CNN and through Fox News, we're seeing it from a perspective of, of the news. We'd rather hear it from somebody that's on the ground and lives this almost every day. Yeah, so my perspective, I, I think I can categorize in three buckets. One is the historical perspective. And one of the significant issues in America is we don't have a shared narrative. And you all run a radio program, you, you run a business, and you understand that in order for that business to function uh, at its maximum capacity, then you have to have a shared narrative. You have to have a shared story. You have to have shared values and shared goals and shared ends. By the way, those are sirens yeah. uh, in the background. I, I do I do live downtown, oh, gosh. and uh, it seems that that they are headed uh, towards some significant event now. So this is reality, and the reality is that America has been a powder keg without a shared narrative since its inception. Mm. Uh, one of the great hypocrisies of America is there in the founding documents, we have the words, all men are created equal. And when those mm. words were written, African people had been brought to this nation as chattel slavery and counted as three-fifths a person. So how can you found a nation upon the equity of all men mm. and all women, uh, and at the same time, hold captive men and women and not count their humanity as full humanity, especially under the guise of being uh, Christians or being a Christian nation when the Bible is very specific about man-stealing and about slavery. And so mm. there's a fundamental hypocrisy that is woven into the fabric of this country and the archetypal history that we have 
learned in our school systems don't flesh out the full nature of what America is, how it was founded. And you and I know very well that the past shapes the present and predicts mm. the future. And so mm. when we don't all see the history the same way or even properly because it's not even taught properly, then events like this are inevitable and they're bound to happen. Uh, so that's one part of the historical aspect. The other part is to remember that there has not been a seismic shift in the culture of this nation that was not uh, preceded by some type of violence. We had to have a civil war just to end the horrid practice of slavery. Uh, the nation itself was founded on an insurrection against the government of Britain uh, and founded with riots, no less. When you want to mm -hmm. talk about rioting, the, Bo the Boston Tea Party was just one giant riot. And so there's a hypocrisy that runs through the entire fabric of this nation uh, that we have been living out for generations. And so for me, that's one side of it. The other side of it is the personal side. You know, I have been uh, pulled over by the police mm -hmm. and not ticketed. Uh, no less than 30 times in my life. And, and two of those times were, in fact, at gunpoint. And in that incident, one of those incidents where I was held at gunpoint by the police, uh, three officers had their guns trained on me. Another went around to the passenger side of my vehicle and asked my wife if she was being held there against her will. <sighs> I'm sure, you, I'm sure your listeners can hear all of this happening yeah, right now. my goodness. Um, this, this is Atlanta right now. One of the other officers went around and asked my wife if she was being held against her will while they held me at gunpoint. Mm. And my young daughter, my oldest child, I have four now, uh, my only child at the time, was sitting in the back in her car seat. And so I think of Philando Castile. And I wonder all the time if, if I was one word, one movement, one moment away from losing my life in that situation the same way that he did. And so that's part two. Part three is a collective narrative of black people in this nation and sharing those memories and those situations. And so every time something happens, it doesn't just happen to an individual because we have cousins, mothers, aunts, brothers, sisters, dads, uncles who have gone through similar situations. And so it's almost like a collective PTSD yeah. under which we live at all times. That was so eloquent, and I'm not even kidding when I have the most. I have goosebumps at the moment. You speak so eloquently. Look, we don't want to hold you up much longer. Just quickly, your church is in downtown Atlanta. I've been there. It's a beautiful place. I visited CNN. I went through your aquarium. I visited your Coke Museum. It's a stunning place. Uh, and now you're there, and you can hear the sirens, and there's rioting, and there's looting, and you can see things being destroyed. How does your church, and how do you respond when you are smack bang in the middle of the, that looting and rioting? Well, you know, we are we are proximate to it certainly. Our church, uh, where we where we gather, is within walking distance of all of those events, and it's been a complex response because, mm -hmm. as I've said to to several others, I don't condone it. Um, neither did Dr. King. But what we will remember is Dr. King said, while rioting is destructive and can be unproductive, mm -hmm. it is also the voice of the unheard, mm -hmm. and when people have not been heard, they feel like they have no other outlet and no other means yeah. of being seen and being understood. And so, it, you know, a few years ago, Colin Kaepernick started a movement of kneeling. Yeah. And, and that was a peaceful protest against these same issues. And so if we can't kneel and we can't sit and we can't march and we can't speak out on social media and we mm. can't 
withdraw our financial investment, then what means do we have to say that we want to be treated as full citizens in this nation and no other means that that has been attempted has actually borne the fruit that we desire? Here in Australia, we're so far away from everyone and everything. I just feel you're the best person to ask at the moment. What can we do as a group of people? What can we hope for? What can we pray for? I think one of the greatest opportunities you all have in Australia and as white Australians is to work toward a shared narrative even for your own country and what it means to recognize what terra nullius actually is and how that has shaped and affected the archetypal history even of Australia. Mm. I think another thing that you you can do that, that will be beneficial is what you're doing now, which is leveraging privilege and platforms so that this is not another three-week-long hashtag movement uh, that doesn't produce actual change. And then I think at a global scale, I think there's an opportunity for your governmental leaders and for your business leaders and those with power to call upon the UN to actually make the treatment of black and brown people in this nation a human rights issue, because it is a human rights issue. And if we are able to elevate it to a human, human rights issue at a global scale, and then we are able to do our part here through local elections and civic engagement, not-for-profit work, I think in a decade, we can actually shift this narrative. My goodness, that I want to cry, I want to clap you. You are just extraordinary, man. We understand that we will never truly understand, but we stand with you and we stand with your people and we want you to know that whilst we only have a small platform, we will use it to to further this movement and further equality for all. Thank you so much for your time, Pastor Leonce. It's just been such a blessing and a gift to talk to someone of your calibre. We are so thankful and we're praying for you and, and stay safe. Well, thank you so much for reaching out and for wanting human flourishing for all people. And that is my passion and that is my heart. I just want everyone to have the opportunity to flourish in this world. Everyone made in the image of God. We are image bearers. And if we can remember that, that -hmm. these are image bearers and that they are unique and special to God, then we will have the energy we need to continue this fight.